you're listening to And That's the Way It Was. This episode, episode one, is looking at the Ironwood Daily Globe from November 22nd, 1963. Ma, did you see the headline of the paper today? Kennedy assassinated. That's terrible. Yeah, I mean, I I knew he was he was going down to Dallas, but it's just inconceivable that. I mean, I when was the last time we had a president assassinated and and somebody as decent as Kennedy? Yeah, I I I mean, I know that the whole nation is just in mourning. Most. I just can't believe it. Let, let's see what this says. Lives for half an hour after hit by rifle bullet. Governor Connolly of Texas wounded. Dallas. President John F. Kennedy, 36th President of the United States, was shot to death today by a high-powered rifle. Kennedy, 46, lived about 30 minutes after a sniper cut him down as his limousine left downtown Dallas. Automatically, the mantle of the presidency fell to Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson, a native Texan, who had been riding two cars behind the chief executive. There was no immediate word on when Johnson would take the oath of office. Kennedy died at Parkland Hospital, where his bullet-pierced body had been taken in a frantic but futile effort to save his life. Lying wounded at the same hospital was Governor John Connolly of Texas, who was cut down by the same fusillade that ended the life of the youngest man ever elected to the presidency. Connolly and his wife had been riding with the president and Mrs. Kennedy. The first lady cradled her dying husband's blood-smeared head in her arms as the presidential limousine raced to the hospital. Oh no, she kept crying. Connolly slumped in his seat beside the president. Police ordered an unprecedented dragnet of the city hunting for the assassin. I, I can't they, read any more of this. Find, did they find who did it? Who could have done this? I I haven't seen anywhere being reported. I looked through here a little bit before I came to the breakfast table, and I didn't see anything mentioning about who could have done this. Let me see. Page 10 is where it's continued. Uh, Kennedy. No, here's all that they have written. Lieutenant Eric Kaminsky of the Secret Service said the assassin's weapon appeared to have been a high-powered army or Japanese rifle of about 25 caliber. The rifle had a scope on it, he said. So it sounds like they found the rifle, but, but they... But they never found the person? They never found the person. How, how... How in the world could they not find the person shooting our president? I. They've got a... There's no way that he can get away with it. You know that they're going to have the entirety of of the police state looking for him. Uh, well, how do you know it's a him? That's a good point. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they have no indication of who, who it could have been in here. But, I mean, what a tragedy. And now we're going to have Johnson as president and, you know, he's had a a long, long political history, but who really knows what uh, he's going to do when he's in office. But I, how, how could this happen? How, I don't know. Everybody loved Kennedy. 
I'm, I mean, I'm guessing it's going to be on the TV all day today. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I just don't know. I, I you, you would think that they say that it's a motorcade. There's got to be, what, 10 cars of Secret Service around them? Yeah. Got to be. How in the world did they let them get to him? I don't know. And how do they not find the guy? Yeah, I don't get that. We'll have to, the TV's on the fritz right now. We'll have to see if we can get, maybe we can go to the neighbors later. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can read any more of that story right now. It's making me sick. How could somebody do that? Who was the last president that was assassinated? Let's think. Would it have been McKinley, That's maybe? It. I think McKinley. I don't know. I mean, it's been so long since we've had a president assassinated. I mean, it's not even something that you really think about. It. It's it's just completely crazy. Well, anyway, let's see what else we have here today. Let's see if there's anything that's worth getting our hopes up for. Uh, Romney. Romney tells industry needs, Omaha, Nebraska. Governor George Romney of Michigan warned today against handouts and gimmicks as lures to new industry. Instead, Romney offered a six-point checklist of items he said are important to any industry deciding where to locate. The things industry wants to know about, said the former president of American Motors, are transportation, labor, markets, and raw materials, utilities, taxes, and community environment. I mean, that seems relatively sensible to me. I mean, why would you basically bribe a company to pick your your area if the if the company doesn't care about your area why would you be bribing them right you know what i say is this the company wants to be there they're gonna pick there anyway let's see what else do we have in here anything else yeah any incentive so attractive as to take management's eye off that investment cost can only make management wonder what what the catch is I mean, that seems pretty sensible to me. Mm -hmm. uh, that, mm, sounds like there's a big meeting in the Vatican right now. About what? Final approval is given schema. Modern language and worship is voted. Vatican City. The Vatican Ecumenical Council voted final approval today of its first completed schema providing for modernization of the language used in Roman Catholic worship. Roman Catholic prelates put their final seal of acceptance on the council's liturgy schema by a vote of 2,158 to 19. Wow, okay. That's wow. A, a pretty nice vote count there. So that means they'll have... Uh, it says all that is left for the document to become the council's first decree is formal promulgation by Pope Paul VI in a public council session. It is expected to be held next Friday. So it sounds like if the Pope signs off on it, that they're going to be able to use modern languages rather than Latin. Uh, well, that'll be good. Yeah, no kidding. I, who knows Latin? Uh, but yeah, I know that they've been having this meeting there for a couple of years already. Mm. But uh, it sounds like they're actually getting something done anyway. Cold spreads in wide areas. Anything more? Yeah, freezing rain, snow in the Upper Plains region. Mild temperatures in the rest of the nation. What else is new? It's always yeah. cold here. Well, we know that. Oh, here's a 
400 Mile Scenic Lakeshore Highway, UP Need, Mackey. Highway Commissioner John Mackey says a 400 mile scenic highway along Michigan's Lake Superior shoreline is necessary to growth of the Upper Peninsula's tourist industry. Mackey said he fully endorses a proposal by Senator Philip Hart, Democrat, Michigan, for a federal scenic highway program of which the Lake Superior Highway could be a part. That sounds pretty good. Well, it sounds nice, but you know, we like our uh, solitude here. Is that going to bring in a bunch of tourists? Well, as long as the uh, scenic roads like the interstate freeways could be built with funds shared by the state. Well, you know what I, I say? As long as it doesn't bring people into, you know, the little communities like this. If they want to have a scenic lakeshore highway, that's fine with me. Uh, I suppose it would be good for some of the little restaurants and yeah, I mean it's some grocery stores and gas stations. And well, that you, as well, you you know how hard it is to get around up here if you're not just traveling from one little town to the next little town. So yeah, I mean it could be convenient for the folks up here, and yeah, God knows that we need uh, some tourism up here. We don't we don't do a whole lot else. John Nance Garner's ninety five today. Remember well, him? A, no, I don't remember him, but yeah. that's a ripe old age. Yeah, that was FDR's vice president, one of his vice presidents. His first vice president, as a matter of fact. President de Gaulle is 73. Labor Party hands Tories new defeat. Uh, service Services in Italian banks are disrupted. Hmm. Rome. Services in commercial and savings banks throughout Italy were disrupted today by a strike of more than 100,000 tellers, clerks, and other employees. Wow, I didn't even think that that country was big enough to have a banking system with 100,000 tellers. Pro-communist and non-communist unions. So I guess that just means all unions, right? Pro-communist and non-communist mm, unions? Yeah. Sounds like a ordered the 24-hour walkout to support demands for a cost-of-living bonus. The unions demand an annual bonus equal to 125% of monthly pay, but not less than $224 to meet rising living costs. You see what happens when all the workers come together? Yeah, maybe they'll get what they uh, request. Well, I mean, <laughs> they shut down all of the banks in the country. I darn mm -hmm. hope that the government is going to give in. That should make them pay attention. Yeah. Uh, raids on red islands that's about that's about uh, Formosa Formosa I know Formosa you know that's where the uh, the nationalists from China went to oh when they left uh, the mainland okay. they went to Formosa that little sounds like an Italian there. island <laughs> well I wish Maybe they got lemons and olives there. Anyway, capacity crowd enjoys played by senior class and Besmer. Uh, anything else here interesting? See anything that catching your eye? There are some scout awards in Ramsey. That's nice. Always nice when our scouts get uh, acknowledgement. Mm hmm. Let's see. Thanksgiving has not lost its meaning as American holiday by Eugene Gilbert. Has Thanksgiving lost its meaning as an American holiday to today's young people? 
not according to the comments of the 1,081 teenagers polled in our latest nationwide opinion survey. Although half the girls and more than three-fifths of the boys say no religious connotation is connected with their Thanksgiving celebrations, and nearly two-fifths of the teeners felt their parents had more fun on this holiday, the young people say there are still plenty of reasons to observe this historic feast. A quarter of the girls say they're most thankful for their families. 17% are thankful for a good home. Well, you know, at least they have some fun. Yeah. Food is always fun. I know. That's why I, I can't really uh, relate to that because we just eat a lot every day. So, you know, <laughs> Thanksgiving in our house isn't much different than most days. That's true. Yeah, I need a swig of coffee. Let's see what we got. Prepare cows for freshening. Hmm, how do you do that? Proper feeding of dairy cows during the dry period means better production after freshening. Jim Crowley and Elliot Schultz, dairy cattle specialists at the University of Wisconsin, suggest increasing the grain intake of a dairy cow 10 to 14 days before she is due to freshen. The state, they state that this will accustom the cow to a high grain intake and will also build up the rumen bacteria necessary for proper digestion. Dairy specialists indicate that one pound of grain per 100 pounds of body weight is a good rule. The good is a thumb rule, sorry. Farmers might follow. Crowley and Schultz caution, however, that having dairy cows too fat at calving time may result in acetonemia. They suggest that length of the dry period and roughage quality are factors to consider when determining the amount of grain to feed a dry cow. They also recommend allowing the cows free access to mineral and bone meal mixes. Well, I'm glad we don't have to take care of any cows. Yeah, was well, this uh, tentar copper mine? <laughs> yeah, corn protein supplement to go up in cost. Looks like uh, yeah, soybean meal and stuff like that is all going to go up in price this winter. So the, the price of our food is probably going to go up if the I, farmer's price of their food for their animals is going up, correct? I guess. I don't know. What else we got? Uh, first hat in the ring. Notion that New York Governor Nelson Rockefeller's entry into the 1964 presidential race comes particularly early does not accord with history. Late Senator Robert A. Taft gunning for the GOP nomination in 1952 against General Dwight Eisenhower formally announced on October 16, 1951. Nobody even suggested it was premature. Uh, it's just a whole article talking about when different people announced their intention to run for presidency well that kind of seems uh a, a little bit morbid on today's date with kennedy being assassinated yeah well you know that they would have written that uh before the news broke i mean you know uh, otherwise that could lead to conspiracy theories that he was assassinated for weird reasons because people are announcing their candidacy 
candidacies. Yeah, I try not to get up with too many conspiracies. Ah, speaking of conspiracies, underappreciated capitalists. Uh-huh. Yeah, because, you know, if there's one group in this country that's underappreciated, it's the people with the money. That's that's for darn sure. <laughs> right. John Chamberlain. Let's see what John Chamberlain has to say. When is a country in danger of going communist? It is not, as many tend to think, when it is a hopeless pawn to poverty. The threat of communism ordinarily comes to a nation when it is first getting its head above water, thanks to the effort of a few relatively uninhibited individuals who may or may not be foreigners. It is then that the masses who are at last getting a little more to put in their stomachs begin to want faster progress without knowing just precisely what creates the plenty from which progress comes. Yeah, I have a feeling that John Chamberlain hasn't he probably hasn't read that much about previous revolutions. Probably not. I mean, just a few years ago, look what happened in Cuba. Uh, that was a mass movement because they were living under a military dictator. You know, sure, he was pro-U.S. That was good for us, but I don't think that it, they were rebelling because they had more food in their tummies at the time. Anyway, that's enough of John Chamberlain. Had enough of that guy. What are you looking at? Oh, we got a cart- that cartoon? The cartoon, Alliance or Progress. Are you talking about big fat cats with the, look at the dollar sign on the pig? What that's all yeah, about? Yeah, this isn't Don't Forget Salt and Pepper. My, what I, I'm seeing here is Alliance for Progress. They're saying the group is just, uh, you know, living high on the hog despite, you know... Saying that they're for the working man and whatnot, they're, uh, you know, they've got this, this, they've got this pig with the dollar sign on it. I'm assuming that that means that they're living high on the hog. The Alliance for Progress is that a union group then? I don't know. Are are, are they trying to tr- like bust the unions by? Uh... Mm, wouldn't surprise me. Would not surprise me. My guess is it's probably a pro-union group of some sort. I mean, that would be more or less in line with what we've been seeing lately. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, this is a good... Here's from the Washington column by Peter Edson. Only 53% of 3,000 Americans questioned in a scientifically conducted national survey think there is a good chance to avoid a third world war. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think that... Every time in history always has its has its threats, has the things that people are worried about. But we seem pretty far away from a third world war to me, if, if you ask me. What's I sure ga- hope so. Well, what's going to kick it off? We had the, uh, the missile crisis a little while ago, but I don't think that we were that close to actually getting in a war with uh, the Soviet Union. And that's really the only thing that would have been able to tip off of. A third world war. Mm. I don't know. What else we got? Mm. Nothing interesting here. Oh, well, you can get cold and flu capsules for only 75 cents now. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of different, bunch of different options. Ah, score hair cream for men. 
49 cents. That's at uh, Hamachek's Rexall drugstore. Mm -hmm. Okay. And here we've got all of the churches. That whole left side of the page is talking about when the worship times are. Power of Faith. General has planned for ready-to-go Air Force Reserves. Blunt, aggressive Lieutenant General Edward Timberlake, a militarist who talks about saving money for the taxpayer, wants a solid, ready-to-go Air Force Reserve, even if it means cutting down on size. He wants to realign the 319,000-man reserve along state lines to set up a career incentive program and streamline training methods want to get away from this numbers racket and get into the business of maximum performance, said Timberlake, who has been chief of the complex Continental Air Command, CONAC, for more than a year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's how you get into World War III. <laughs> I don't know. I think that we could lower the, the amount of, of uh, the amount of Air Force individuals ready at any given time by having well, smaller groups. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. We got plenty of them. Ah, here's a good one. South African minister fails to find bitter racial prejudice. A South African minister back home from a study tour of the United States says he never met the bitter prejudice towards the Negro he had expected to find. The Reverend C.W. Parnell, pastor of the Johannesburg Baptist Church, said he deliberately looked for prejudice against Negroes. I hoped I would meet some rabid segregationists, he said, but although I met a host of people, not one revealed himself to me as sympathetic to the Ku Klux Klan or anything of that type. He said it may be due to the fact that he moved in circles related to churches. Or it may be due to the fact that he was looking at it from the wrong perspective. Yeah, my guess is he was probably white. That would be my guess. Yeah, it's pretty easy to miss racial prejudice when you live in a country that, uh, you know, still is uh, has apartheid. Breaking into bank hospital. Eh. Well, if you have any questions about Social Security, you can uh, send them into the, the question box in the Long Year Building, Marquette. Kuomintang promises free China election. President Chiang Kai-shek's Kuomintang party promised today to hold general elections and reorganize the central government when the mainland is recovered. And when will that be? My, my guess would be never. Uh, there... Well, that's when you get a free election. Yeah, well, here, here. The promise was contained in the platform adopted at the party's ninth national congress. National Nationalist China's last election was held in 1947 before the communists conquered the mainland. Yeah, sorry to say, but uh, I don't see them retaking the mainland anytime soon. So, well, that was uh, only 16 years ago that they... Yeah, I, I, I don't see that happening. Sorry to say. Iron County Youths invited to join 4-H Club. That'd be nice. Sap producers meeting set. 
Potential maple syrup producers in the area are urged by Iron County agent H.W. Kinney of Hurley to mark December 10th on the calendar. Kinney said he is planning to hold a maple syrup meeting at the Kimball Community Building on that date. This meeting is being held to determine whether or not we should try to get up some type of central evaporating plant where local producers could market maple sap, Kinney said. Meeting is slated to start at 7.30 in the evening. I kind of want to go to that because I, I, I've always wanted to see how to make maple syrup. And if, if they're only talking about larger producers that are wanting to sell it, well, then I'm not interested. But if it's like It says hobby, local producers. My guess is, and if they've got a... Uh, is it for hobbyists? My guess would be so. It says potential maple syrup producers. That's what I've heard. That's what you said. Well, we've got enough maple trees around here. Yeah, we love our maple syrup. We should try it. We live on Maple Street. It would only be fitting. Yep. Let's, to, do, uh, let's put that on the market so that we don't okay, forget. Let me circle it on here. Yeah. It's at 7.30 on... December 10th. So we got a little bit of time before that. Okay. New product is on market. A new dairy product, especially developed for the calorie conscious consumer, made its debut in the grocery store recently, states Andrew Bednar, County Extension Director. Sales of the new product called Low Fat Milk started in Michigan Friday, November 15th. The main reason for developing this product was the fact that more and more people are counting calories these days, according to Al Rippon, food scientist at Michigan State University. This product provides a good tasting milk that is higher in protein than whole milk, but with less total caloric value, he claims. The new product contains 12 to 13% total milk solids, 1.9 to 2.1% milk fat, and 400 USP added units of vitamin D. Milk containing less than 3.5% milk fat could not be legally sold in Michigan before November 15th with the exception of skimmed milk, which contains virtually no fat. Low-fat milk contains approximately 134 calories a glass compared to 158 for whole milk and 79 for skim milk. Wow. Tests and experiences in other states kind of, have indicated... So it's middle, middle of the ground. Yeah, I guess 1.9 to 2. Point, so I guess you could just call it 2% milk. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, I've tried that skim milk, but it tastes like water. And then we drink so much milk, we really hate to be drinking all that calories and fat. So maybe this middle-grown milk would be good. It's 24 calories less per glass than uh, than whole milk. Yeah, and, you know, we, we have to have the milk delivered. I mean, we have the largest milk bill for our milk delivery, man. Oh, that's funny. I didn't realize that. Skim milk has exactly half the amount of calories per cup as whole milk. Oh, exactly? Exactly. That? 158 but versus boy, 79. But a huge trade-off in the, the creaminess and the taste. So well, I think here, this here's middle what they, Here's what they say. Tests and experiences in other states have indicated good consumer acceptance for the low-fat product. It won't replace whole milk to, to any large extent, although the results may well be an increase in total milk consumption, Rippon reports. Most dairies are expected to offer the new low-fat product for sale shortly. Huh. We'll have to try that. Yeah. Okay, next page. Yeah, sports. Let's see if there's anything worth mentioning here. Oh, well, that's not the sport part. Oh, Mass plays Lake Linden on Saturday. 
Uh, yeah, nothing really interesting here. Although, now that we're out of the sports section here, there's a fish meeting set at Mercer. What's that about? The annual fish management meeting dates for the Woodruff District have been set for early December, according to L.E. Morehouse District Fish Manager at the Northeast Area Headquarters in Woodruff. The Oneida County meeting will be held on December 9th in the Courthouse in Rhinelander. The Iron County meeting is December 10th in the Mercer High School, and the Villas County meeting is planned for December 12th in the Community Building at Saner. So it's fish management. Yeah, no, I just like fishing. I don't really, yeah, I'm not interested that, in I'm more that's interested what, I, in that SAP meeting. Yeah, when I saw the headline, I was thinking it was going to be a fisherman meeting, but no, it's a fish management meeting, so that's not as fun. Prospects for deer season in Iron County said to be good. Well, that's good. Okay, bowling. Oh, here, Cassius Clay. Cassius Clay obtains exam delay. Cassius Clay probably won't have to take his army physical examination until the end of December, according to Selective Service Headquarters. The one-time laughing boy of boxing, who now appears glum at times, has obtained a draft transfer from Louisville to New York. Selective Service officials said Tuesday or Thursday his transfer papers have not yet arrived, so no date for his exam could be set. There seems little doubt that Clay will be able to go through his heavyweight title fight with champion Sonny Liston in February. No date or site has been announced yet. He won't be able to go through? No, it looks like he will be able to go through, oh, which is good. good. I was looking forward to that fight. Yeah. That Cassius Clay is a pretty darn good fighter. I think and he's I probably... like the name, so I'm interested in watching. Well, I mean, Liston's a, a big hitter, but I, I don't know. This Cassius Clay guy, he seems like he's got a... Yeah, he's, it would have been a shame if he's he had to he's got go a, to, the, to the service before he got to do his... Yeah, for the title fight. Yeah. yeah. And I think he's got quite the future ahead of him, so I'm glad that he's going to be able to get this fight behind him. Although, I don't know. I can't see him beating Liston. Liston's... Uh, he's, he's just an animal. Okay. Uh, these are just the continuations of the previous. Uh, the previous. Oh, p local winners and potato show. Gail Erickson, a 4 H club member in Erickson Brothers Dairy and Potato Farmers of Ironwood Township, placed well with their potato exhibits at the UP Potato Show held recently in Marquette. Gail placed in the Blue Ribbon class with her 30 pound sample of representative russet rural table stock and fourth in the 32 tuber exhibit of green mountain potatoes. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, let's see who won the thing though. Uh, sponsored by UP Potato Growers Association. Oh, it was the Trepanier Brothers of Iron Mountain who won. Hmm. 737 bushels per acre yield. Wow, that's a lot of spuds. It's a lot of spuds. Uh, anything else? U of M rejects group demand. There's a group direct action committee. Mm, they they want the university to hire a set amount of of black professors because they're claiming discrimination, but 
This Dr. Wilbur M. Pierpont, University Vice President, said the university would not consider or discuss demands of any group or individuals based on threat of force or violence. That seems like a bit of a cop-out to me. I mean, you know. You just reject it automatically. They reject it automatically. I think that that's just to try to avoid having that conversation. Or you just call things violent to avoid the conversation. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think that they're just saying that it's it's a violent group so that they don't have to talk about it at all. Mm. I don't know. That's what it seems like to me. Mm. Oh, I missed a story on the front page. Something about Vietnam. Vietnam rulers must prove they can win back and no sharp changes in U.S. policies. Top U.S. officials who assessed the post-coup situation in South Vietnam reportedly concluded the new military regime still must prove it can win support of the Vietnamese peasants. Interesting. Although, just looking at this cover depresses me. Having Kennedy's face on it like that? It's hard to believe he's dead. I mean, it... Well, he was on the TV yesterday. I mean, or the day like before. When was, was just taken today. How could he be dead? I don't know. Oh, and here's Johnson. I guess he's going to be in charge no, he's now. He's smiling. He's going to be in charge. And poor Jackie. They were talking about her holding his blood-smeared head in her arms. How yeah. terrible. Yeah, terrible. And they got the boy. Yeah, well, it looks like that's going to be it for the day. Hopefully... We'll you know, get more well, information. Well, we'll go over both. and yeah, we'll look at the neighbor's TV sometime today. I want to see if they able if they find this guy. Otherwise, we'll just have to look in the newspaper tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it doesn't say anywhere that they actually found who shot him, and I just can't believe that that's the case. So, especially with so many Secret Service people right around him. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we're just gonna have to wait to find out. I can't imagine that they're not gonna eventually get him. All right, let's uh, let's go get the dishes done now. Okay. All right. Thanks for reading, Ma. Yeah. Again, this was November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, Ironwood Daily Globe. This was, and that's the way it was.